Welcome to the Houston Racquet Club Insider Podcast. This is the exclusive show for our team members where it is all about the who, what, where, and why of this amazing show. But before we begin, here's some food for thought. Brian Dodge here. There is no doubt that becoming a great leader requires a number of great qualities, among which is having the gumption to find out how others view, yeah, you. Obviously, perceptions are going to vary, and they're going to vary a lot from what your own self-perception is. There might be some rather surprising revelations, both good and bad. And if you know what those are, they can help you grow, both as an individual and a respected colleague. Here are a few things that can help you get a better and more accurate portrayal of how people really look at you. Number one, one of the best ways is to get a real story and the true perception of how people think and feel about you is to develop a solid personal connection with others. They're real. Do a little self-reflection and ask yourself, if the people around you, your colleagues, your supervisors and family can interact with you in an easy, honest, conversational manner. Are you able to converse about wide variety of topics with a give and take approach or debate sensitive topics without getting offended or emotional? If you can, yeah, then there's a good chance you'll be able to get a more honest assessment of their true feelings about you as a person. Number two, Maintain a history of calm reaction and positivity to comments of all types, even personal ones, and you definitely have a greater chance of hearing people's true thoughts and feelings. It doesn't mean you have to agree with everything that they say, but if you disagree, How do you react? What you want to do is to seek more information and clarification on what they're saying. Ask questions that are obvious information-seeking inquiries and opposed to getting offended and acting emotionally. Number three, make sure to ask for and get people's opinion and perspectives when asking to do a specific task or project. Being too vague or broad when asking questions can cause a person self-defense mechanism to kick in and the feedback will be just as broad and non-specific, especially if they're employees of yours. Make it a habit of asking what they need from you to help them be successful. And at the end of the project, ask them if there was anything else that you could have done to make things easier. Thanks for listening. This is Brian Dodge, wishing you a wonderful week. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the time is when you're listening to this. Uh, podcast number six, Thomas Promo here. Thank you for listening. 
This is uh, our ongoing uh, effort to reach out to you, communicate, and let you know what's going on at the club. If you haven't listened to any of the previous podcasts, please do so and get caught up, especially if you're new to the club. Well, we're almost halfway through 2019. I, I can't believe it. Here we go. Swim season's coming up, and uh, the Watt is behind us. And a big shout-out to the entire crew of the club. Tennis to food and beverage to everyone, maintenance, grounds, courts. My goodness, we had the biggest turnout since 1977, and it went off without a hitch. I had so many members come up to me and telling me how great everything was organized from the front uh, drive-in to the valet to the parking and everything else that came with it even with the rain that moved in we managed so great job everybody thank you and um, again if you don't know yet if you have any feedback for me uh, on any of what i am going to mention during this podcast please email me at engage at houstonracketclub.com so um, i am going to mention at each podcast and an employee that was referred to me by a member and I thought I also do one that was referred to me by another employee and I have a pretty special comment card um, in front of me and I'm I'm just gonna go read it and let you know who it's from and who it's about so this one is from our past president Paul Peacock and it mentions Leo Garcia comment card reads Thomas I wanted to bring to your attention a recent time when I believe an employee of HRC went above and beyond. It was Easter Sunday. I had finished playing with my tournament match. Um, I had finished playing my tournament match and I needed lunch and cocktails. I was joined on the adult deck by two other HRC members also interested in lunch and probably more cocktails. So as we sat down, we were informed that only the Easter brunch buffet was available as the main kitchen was reserved for the brunch. We were told we could get food at the courtside cafe. However, that posed a dilemma as none of us wanted to make that move since adult beverages are not served in the courtside cafe. So this is when one of your employees stepped up and stepped in. He volunteered to take our order for the courtside cafe and deliver it to us on the adult deck. So we made our order. However, before the order was executed, your employee came back with a photo on their phone of other specialty menu items shown on the wall above the order area in the courtside cafe. So the employee executed our order and brought us our food when it was ready. Wow, is this going the extra mile? Taking the extra effort? Above expectations? Pro service? Well, by now you're wondering who this employee may be? His name is Leo. He was wonderful. This was not my first time dealing with Leo, but this time was so creative and exceptional. He is always gracious, energetic, and professional. He also made money for the club. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you, Paul, and thank you, Leo. What a great comment card. Uh, we will post it in the uh, Insider Cafe, as usual. On the staff side, we have Dennis Jelvis mentioned. And what is, if you don't know, I've called him Dennis the Menace a couple of times. I don't know if he likes it or not, but the secret's out, I guess. But Dennis is the backbone of the kitchen. He keeps delivering, I'm sorry, he keeps deliveries running smoothly and he keeps the kitchen well organized. He also keeps the storeroom well stocked for all department needs. Oftentimes, Dennis goes above and beyond to help us in many ways that most don't know about. Do you ever wonder what happens to all of those boxes that are left on the back dock? Dennis breaks them all down, tosses them in the garbage for us. Speaking of the back door, it is exceptionally clean 
back dock, I should say, it is exceptionally clean and well-organized for such a large operation. Again, Dennis, his charisma, positive attitude, and strong work ethic set the standard for myself and his peers. We all owe him a personal thank you for all that he does. The comments about Dennis were emailed to me by Lindsay Tafoya. Lindsay, thank you so much. What what great feedback about Dennis, and um, he is a superstar. I want to welcome back and also welcome new uh, HRC employees. And first, we have the new ones. First, Rebecca Cable. She is a server. Darian Rouse, a dishwasher. Nima Hamvatan. I hope I pronounced that correctly. She is a junior tennis and camp counselor. Abner Rodriguez-Portillo is new on the grounds crew. Devin Tobin is a new Pilates instructor. And Avery Mayers is a new pool attendant. I'd like to welcome back Brandon Janowski as a pool attendant and Peyton Wolf, uh, also a pool attendant. Significant work anniversaries uh, this month are for 11 years, Reina Guevara, for 12 years, Larry Cook, 17 years, Angel Bina, 26 years, Lillian Chavez, Mabel, congratulations, 29 years, I handed uh, Angel Garcia his pin today, he started in 1990, and, of course, Carlos Chavez started here in 1983. He's with us now for 36 years. If you look in the, in the anniversary book, the 50th anniversary book, there is a comment by Carlos, which I think is, is pretty funny, and, it's, and it reads, One day, one jokester kid found a frog outside one day and put it under a plate in the salad bar. An older lady came to, to the salad bar, picked up the plate, Freeing the frog who jumped a foot in the air. You can imagine the chaos. Carlos, great story. Thanks for sharing that. Okay, Mother's Day is uh, behind us. Uh, did you know in 2009, that was my first Mother's Day, we did 180 people. 180. I think we probably just add a zero. That's how many people we feed these days. We probably, um, since this podcast is being recorded ahead of Mother's Day, the estimate I would have is we're probably going to end up with about 800, 900 for brunch, upstairs, downstairs, and then after everybody goes and comes back and has fried chicken, we'll probably have fed th- uh, thirteen to 1,500 uh, members and meals that day. Congratulations and thank you for all your hard work. Coming up, um, of course, the Memorial Day barbecue. Uh, the clubhouse will be closed on the Tuesday, which is common practice, um, also after Labor Day, so you get to look forward to a break, and I hope you take a load off and just relax after all that hard work. As a reminder, Family Bingo starts on June 12th, and our swim meets this time are, uh, the dates are May 21st for the kickoff party. On the 6th of June, we have the Houstonian. On the 11th, we have Lakeside, and on June 20th, we have Houston Country Club. I also want to say on that note that the swim team program was built over the last 10 years by one person and with all of her help and her husbands and her kids. And Jackie, if you're listening, I just really appreciate everything you have done. And the reason I say this is, of course, Jackie has announced her resignation. She is with family. They're moving to Colorado. Oh, boy, I'm, I'm envious. I loved Colorado, but my wife wanted to come back to Houston and that was a great decision, but congratulations to you. I hope you uh, will have a great time there. I hope you remain a club member, 
as a non-resident, hopefully, and please keep in touch. Thank you for everything you've done. So everybody listening, please thank Jackie and Dana and uh, their kids for everything they've done for the club over the years. Again, thanks so much for your emails and suggestions. Uh, this time, I have a confession to make, so I have to do something different. I announced in the last podcast that I will have the secret codes again in the birthday cards for May. Well, yours truly forgot. So what to do, what to do. So I thought about it for a little bit. Lindsay calls me Eagle Eyes. Carlos Salazar started that years ago. I, I notice apparently all the little things. And so I thought, why don't we do something similar to uh, an elf on a shelf, which is the keychains that we have uh, for new employees, a yellow tennis ball keychains. I'm going to go ahead and hide five of those keychain tennis balls somewhere around the club. I'll make it easy for you. It will be inside a building, not on the grounds, a, any building. And each of those five balls will have a code on it. If you find it, hang on to it. Email me the code to engage at HoustonRacketClub.com. And then one of those five balls will win a prize. This time, we will hand out a summer beach, pa beach package, including pool floats, a cooler, and some fun beach games. And with that... Let's go go uh, and introduce our uh, superstar of this podcast, and that is uh, none other than Roman Polidor. So, Roman, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Mr. Thomas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. That's you know, good. I, but you always you smile at me the same way you smile at me when I pull in. I well, never I, know what to think. Well, I got to do that, Mr. Thomas. I got to do that. You don't have to. You want to back out right now? <laughs> no, we're going full steam ahead. That's exactly right. I like that. I like All full right. Steam ahead. Okay. Well, you know how this goes, right? We're, we're using the opportunity for everybody to get to know you and okay. a little more. So, why don't you uh, tell us about yourself? Well, I'm um, 65 years old. I was born in uh, Franklin, Louisiana. Uh, I moved here to Houston in 1990. Um, I moved for a bad reason. I fell in love. That's, <laughs> that's a great reason. <laughs> but what, um, What's your wife's name? Yolanda. Yolanda, that's mm -hmm. right. Okay. Yeah. Um, How long have you all been married? We've been together 30 years. 30? 30 years. This year? This year. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, she yeah. makes it work. Yeah? Yeah, she, she makes, makes it work. It work. Yeah, like she that. makes it work. We yeah. all know who's in charge. Well, well, well there you we go. See? So. How many kids do you have? We have three. Okay. And we have two grandkids, and we have uh, three great-grandkids. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, so, one of your grandkids got married here, right? I remember uh, years ago. No, the daughter. The oldest daughter. Uh, the oldest daughter. Yeah, her married. reception was here. Yes, okay. It sure was. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was. it was nice. It was yeah. nice. Everybody had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Were you proud of your club back then? Y yes, I was. Are you still today? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> uh, now, this is a great place. Yeah. It really is. You well, I remember you came in with the security company. Yeah, I came in with the have. company. Right. Um, How long were you with them? Oh, wow. I was with them for a long time. Ten years yeah. or so, I think, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. But uh, this is this is a good place to work. You know, so that was um, 1999 you started with that company. Yes, yeah, sir. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, my first 
GM job was in 1999. Come on. Oh, I'm right here in front of you. Oh, Absolutely. Okay, 1999 okay. was in Denver, Colorado. Oh, okay. Alex, you know, a tall boy. He, huh? he, was four, <laughs> he was four years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was called the Metropolitan Club in the Tech Center in Denver. That was 1999. Oh, so, okay. So we have something in common. So you personally, um, you told us already how old you were. Didn't have to do that. But <laughs> what are some of, some of the things that people may not know about you here at the club? And some of... Uh, Oh, what well, Roman's all about and his history and so well, forth. Well, you know, I uh, I grew up pretty much during this uh, civil rights era. You know, um, it was a struggle, you know. Uh, and uh, things were, you know, things were a lot different then than they are now, you know. Um, and in some cases, you can't say they're um, completely better, Yeah. you know, and they should be. Yeah. But then, you know... That's human nature. I agree. You know, that. that's human it's, nature. It's agreed that this should be better. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, um, I never thought I would live in Houston. I never did. So talk about that again. You, you know, said the bad reason you moved from Louisiana to Houston <laughs> is you fell in love. So, so. Yeah. But see, um, we had a, a family business. We had a dry cleaning business. Okay. And I'm a country boy. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, How big is the town you're from? Um, Franklin. About 15,000, maybe? 15,000. Yeah. Do you know where yeah. I'm from? 700. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's what the Austria Mountains look oh, like. Oh, yeah. 15,000. So the town yeah. I was born in, about 10,000. So yeah, I can okay. really, Yeah. Small yeah. Town. But yeah, small town. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but a lot of my friends had aspirations of, you know, we graduate from high school and move to Houston. I never had that aspiration, mm -hmm. you know? I wanted to go to school, which I did. I went to LSU. Um, and what was, uh, your, what was your major? I was an education major. Okay. And uh, with a poly science. So what were you yeah. uh, going to do with your life? What were you after? I wanted to be a lawyer. A lawyer. I did. I wanted that to be a lawyer. That explains so much. <laughs> That's why you're interrogating me at the front gate <laughs> all the time. Well, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer because... Um, I saw what uh, I saw what lawyers could do yeah. to help people, yeah. you know, and it, and that's what it's all about helping people, you know. So I'm well, not a lawyer, but I help people at the front gate. Well, the reason we're sitting here, <laughs> I mean, you're on first name basis with I don't know how many hundreds of members. Yeah, we know a lot. You of know, people. and and mm -hmm. you are the face of the racket club. You know, it's absolutely yeah. great. A couple of episodes ago, I talked about Karina being the front face, but mm -hmm. really the first one driving in is your friendly face in the front, right? Yeah, they, they see us in the front. They yeah. see us in the front. Name mm -hmm. a couple of funny things that happen at the front gate that we may not know about. Oh, well, people forget stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, uh, weren't you just here? Yeah, but I left it at the house. I got to come back, you know, and uh, they will... Uh, <laughs> They will forget what time they're supposed to be on the court, you know, or what time they got to go to exercise and stuff like that. You know. So you, that. you have a lot of fun with that? Oh, oh yeah. Well, how do, what do you do? <laughs> uh, well, you know, you, um, you make some jokes. <laughs> you know. All in good fun. Right? Always, always, yeah. yeah if, what, what if somebody's mad? How do you handle that? Oh, you just try to be as professional as possible. Yeah, that's Because, yeah. you know, because... You never know what somebody's going through. Yeah. 
you know. It's never about us. No. It's what's going know. on in their lives. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I mean, they could have just got up on the wrong side of the bed, mm-hmm. you know. And um, they may, yesterday they were friendly, today they upset. Yeah. You know. Something happened. Yeah. Had nothing you know? to do with Roman. Nothing to do. Or Thomas, I hope. Right? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you just say, hey, how you doing? Everything's okay. Yeah. You know, have a great day. Yeah. You know, see you next time. That's you know? right. And uh, and for the most part, that's what we do. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. And uh, I um, I think we have a good group. I, I think we do. I agree with you. You know, I think we have a good group. What do you think about that short, stubby guy? <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> oh, yeah. D- yeah. Dickie uh, Shelnick. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Dickie is doing a wonderful job. He really is. The thing about Dickie is it's not what I want done. Yeah. It's what, hey guys, what are we gonna do? Yeah. You know? It's 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 never uh I want this done this way, I want this done that way. It's always, okay, guys, let's get together, let's see what we can do. You know? And uh after we come to a decision, then it's let me talk to Sonny and let me talk to Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got everybody's back. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. one of the things we uh, we appreciate, too, because uh, you guys are always there for us. You really are, and Thank we you. really appreciate that. We know who makes it all work, Roman, you know. Uh, you've heard this 100,000 times, you know. When you're in charge, the smartest thing to do is you surround yourself with people smarter than you, and you gain their respect by being respectful and you have our respect that's for sure we are all in this to earn a paycheck but we're lucky enough to work at a place that treats us like family yeah you know and they do yeah they do they really do you know so uh i saw a little something on your summary you were on a drill rig oh yeah i used to work offshore what was the name of that rig well i worked on the main pass one but i worked for uh, a global uh, marine and uh, it was uh, the, the whale from hell. Uh, well, we called it the whale from hell because right. it was bad. It, it gave us a lot of trouble. Okay. You know, and it's like um, a few years ago when that whale blew out in the Gulf. Yeah. I mean, the whale, that particular whale we were working on, it could have had the same result. I mean, that's just yeah. that's just part of the drilling process, you yeah. know, and. Um, we um yeah we we spent a lot of time on that well you know but it was worth it for the company you know but so uh, you, yeah i worked offshore I, you yeah. were only 19. uh yeah when i first went offshore i was 19 years wow. old was yeah. the money good or well that was the reason <laughs> well, I, would, I wouldn't imagine <laughs> <laughs> that was the reason you know and at that time it was like uh you work seven days yeah. you're off seven days Right. And then uh, it progressed to 14 days and 14 days. Yeah. Work 14, all 14. And uh, that was pretty good. I, I like that one. You know, it, it actually better than seven and seven because it gave you more time at home. There you go. You know, yeah, yeah. it gave you more time at home. But it was, you know, it was an experience. But so, one that I do not, uh, I will not relive. That's no, over with. No, one, no one's going to blame you. <laughs> no, that's hard. over with. I have somebody in my family that's... St- works in a business and he just moved to Midland. So I totally, uh-huh. I, I know the stories too. Mm-hmm. So 
your the way you met your wife is really interesting. And, <laughs> and so this was Labor Day, nineteen eighty-eight. Nineteen eighty-eight. And you were on your way to what? I was on my way to meet someone else. Well, I was on my way to talk to someone else, but I knew that uh, some friends had a party, and I just wanted to stop in, hello, see how y'all doing, and I was gone. But um, I got there, and uh, I couldn't leave. You know, I, I What happened? What do you mean you couldn't leave? I couldn't leave. I I saw this I saw this pretty redhead and uh it was just it was just a connection. Instant you know, I, instant. And I just I could not leave. And uh we started talking and um we've been talking for over thirty years. <laughs> to be honest with you. So it's yes. something you and I have in common, you know that. <clears throat> but was I literally, I met my wife. We shook hands. I looked her, I looked her in the eye, and it was instant. Yeah, instant. You, you, there's, you're not in control. Anybody out there that thinks they're going to be in control, you're not in control. No, that's how it happened with you. That's how it happened. Yeah, because I wasn't looking for her. Yeah, yeah. I really, I wasn't looking for. Her. I was looking to go someplace else. Mm -hmm. Did you, know? you ever? Did you ever make it to? Uh... No, I never made it. Oh, you never made it to your. I never made it. Oh boy. I don't. I can't even remember the lady. Uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I. And if you do, deny, deny. <laughs> so, you're. Um, you know, I look at you when you talk about your wife, and you just, you just ear to ear smile. So well, you, she, you, you're still very much in love, which is awesome. I can see that. She's a good person. Yeah. And you She's guys, a better person than me. She's yeah. a good person. She really is. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing all that. So about, oh, yeah. about the club, a couple of things. You know, a lot of people listening, there's 200 employees. Mm -hmm. And I ask every week, I ask um, every week, every podcast, I ask what motivates you? What gets you out of bed? What drives you in life and with work? What do you want to kind of share with everybody? Well, the thing is, get up and go to work and enjoy, well, I enjoy my job, okay? I mean, some jobs you don't enjoy going to, okay? I, I got that, but I enjoy coming to the Houston Racquet Club, and I know that the guys enjoy coming to the Houston Racquet Club because um, the people are nice, uh, the people we work for are nice, you know, and um, we get a lot of enjoyment out of that. You know, we're helping people, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, it just something plain and simple is somebody new who's never been here, you know, where do I go? Hey, give them directions, mm -hmm. you know, that's something simple, right? but it means a lot. And, yeah. you know, you love helping people. Well, yeah, I do. I do. And, uh, it, but it's a good thing because you get that back. It comes back to you. So in, in closing, I read one of your, uh, one of my favorite sayings mm -hmm. and that some people are tired of me all, saying all the time, but something about give a man a fish. Yeah. What is that about? Well, I mean, if you give someone something, they just take it for granted. Okay. But if you teach them how to do something, then they're going to get there and they're going to work. And then they're going to realize, hey, I need to work a little harder. And they're gonna work harder, 
and it's going to benefit them even more. And they'll come back and tell you, you know, that's pretty good. That's what you want to do, you know. That's what you want to do. That's what you do. That's what Sonny does every day. Go out and find a fishing job, you wrote. <laughs> which is Get out there. <laughs> a, meta a metaphor what you said. I so appreciate you sharing your personal story and, oh, and, and get Thank ready you. to be, you know, questioning about it. And <laughs> if, if Dickie asked you about anything we said earlier, I said you had nothing to do with it. <laughs> okay. I sure will. So, so I've... And, and in closing, uh, I will say this too: that if Dicky says no problem, <laughs> bust him on it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Roman, thank you very much. Thank you. I hope Tom. you enjoyed it as much as I did. I did. I really did. We'll see you at the front gate. Looking forward to that big smile. All right. You will get it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. Thank you for all that you do in engaging with the Houston Racquet Club Insider Podcast. Let us know what you think, and please make comments to engage at HoustonRacquetClub.com. That's engaged, E-N-G-A-G-E, at HoustonRacquetClub.com. And when you do, you'll be entered to win a great prize. Now go out and have a fantastic week. Show you never can tell.